to put into the WrestleMania 2 caged ring that you got me a few Christmases ago, Jeff, which, by the way, is sitting to my immediate right. Does not have any figures Mark. in it. I'm Mark. so happy you brought that button back. Where did this come from? Godfather's hat just spit this out, too. <laughs> Look at this blast from the past gem of an item. The Godfather's hat, eja- I mean, spit into your hand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 292 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, notice I didn't call you the influencer. Until just now. Well, actually, I was going to let the listeners do it. So what I did is I put out a tweet today. I said, name this influencer. Oh my gosh. I would like to read off a few. Steve Hoker says, Influencer Rasslin Scott, IRS. Rucker says, If he's so good at influencing, how come he didn't influence Charlie to app crashes? <laughs> Charlie Caruso, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hall pass, as yes. I affectionately refer to Charlie as. Steve Hoker says, 12 inches of squat. Whoa! I guess that's an influence in <laughs> Shannon's dreams. Uh, Travis says that's got to be Scott, the big red influencer. <laughs> Wallet, heat, and brimstone. <laughs> Jason Linux said, "Mr. Influencer." Justin Summers says, "Scott, the incredible influencer." Oh, <laughs> uh, Scott, you influence all of us, dude. Oh, uh, this really warms my heart, guys. Thank you so much. Everybody does say that we influence them. And I'm like, wait, 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 don't say we. It's Scott. So I actually had a discussion with somebody at work about this. Oh, by the way, before you go any further, your coworker actually emailed me. The other Scott. There's mm. there's two Scots into an office. Uh, Scott mm. B and Scott T. Mm, yes. <laughs> and Scott B met, emails me and he goes... Dude, your brother is totally an influencer. I was like, I know. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I'm aware that he emailed you. Um, okay, so moving along quickly before you add anything more to this. I actually had a conversation at work with a coworker of mine. And I guess what I'm against are bad influencers. People who get stuff for free and promote it without actually loving it. I feel that that's an empty push. And it's not doing anybody any favors. I'm not calling anyone out at all. I'm not pointing fingers. I don't have anybody in mind as I'm saying this. It's just the term influencer bothers me because I feel that there are just people that push things that they're not passionate about. And that goes against what I feel. Because I think if you're going to promote something, at least appreciate it, be passionate about it, believe in the product 
at least have used it. So in the past, when we've promoted FOCO, we've promoted Manscaped, we've promoted Eagle Moss, when we've promoted Homage, all of those things... Yes, they were ad-based, but Jeff and I use the stuff and we love I still wear my homage shirts. I still use my Manscaper products. In fact, I'm going to be using Manscaper tonight. We're going to be on a plane to Vegas tomorrow. So, got to trim things up, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sun's out, squats out. Yes. I didn't actually get any of the FOCO bobbleheads. They just, I couldn't put them in the budget for collectibles. But I saw the ones that you added to your collection, Jeff. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love them. So when we promote things, we love it. And I just feel that there are a lot of influencers that just get stuff for free and, hey guys, go buy this so I can get more stuff for free and make money off of it. And you guys, eh, whatever. It's, I don't really care about the product, but you guys might, blah, blah, blah. That just, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad influencer. I like the good influencer. So maybe I'll remove my negative connotation of influencer And consider myself at least a good influencer. Because again, as I mentioned with the whole Unlock the Arena movement, we aren't getting anything out of this. We're not getting free. We financially backed it. And we're not getting anything out of it. We just are passionate about it. That's why we recorded twice last week just to get the point across to you guys. And I just hope that it really comes across to you guys that this isn't money-driven. It's not ad-driven. It's nothing like that. If we tell you guys we love it, we really do. And maybe that's what I was trying to set myself apart from or the bad influencers, quote unquote. And I guess we're the face influencers, Jeff. How about that? Not the heel influencers. Ooh, I like the way you twisted that. Yes. So I'm still not 100% on board with the term influencer, but if I have to be on board with it, I at least want to be the face influencer and push things out to you guys that I'm passionate about and that I love, which is why we started this podcast from the jump. Right? We just loved wrestling figures and we wanted to get that out to the masses. And you guys latched onto it and you've been with us for the last six years, which almost six years, almost 300 episodes, which we truly appreciate. But hopefully, that passion that we have for th- uh, certain things, I hope it comes across to you guys because it is genuine, 100%. And maybe that's why I just hate the term influencer. But if I can be the face influencer, I think I'm okay with that. You know what I love best is that we, and I don't want to use the term influencer. I'm with you. I I think that name is ridiculous. It really is. There has to be a better term. I know. But when we were talking about AWA Remcos and everybody was going to look at them, some people even purchased quite a few AWA Remcos and were tweeting us and going, hey, look what I found at a flea market. I got some AWA Remcos. And they would have the flair. They would have Jimmy Garvin or they would have um, whoever it may be in their picture. That was really like, oh, cool. These people didn't know about AWA Remco's back in the day or they it was before their time and they're going back and appreciating now. That was one that really just kind of resonated with me and I was so happy about that. Hearing people go out and get AWA Remco's of all things. Yeah, no, that was awesome. You're right. Maybe a better term would be closers. Why closers? Closers, we're finishing the deal. We're pushing out the opinion and people are purchasing or people are looking I like closers better than influencer. I also want to point out that I got Shawn Michaels Remco at the San Jose Toy Show back in 2017, 2018 for $7, Jeff. No accessories, 7 bucks. I remember that. That's probably the best deal on a wrestling figure I've ever gotten. 
Could you imagine if it had the accessories and you got it for seven bucks? Oh, man. And believe me, I scoured every single corner of that toy show for Marty Jannetty or any other Matt Manias. And unfortunately, that Shawn Michaels was the only one I came across. And to this day, aside from the Summers and Rose that the dudes from Sacramento had, mm-hmm. those are the only Matt Mania figures I've ever seen at that toy show. You know what? I think you're right. As many shows as we've been to, like I think you're right. That is the most we've ever seen. Yeah, and unfortunately, Jeff, I think the next San Jose Toy Show is going to be beginning of October. I'm going to be at Aftershock. Oh, no. Yeah, so the first one since before COVID hit, and I'm going to miss it because they canceled the one in June. It was right at the tail end of everything kind of just starting to open back up, but it was still kind of all closed down. They had to cancel the beginning of June one. Next one is going to be beginning of October, and I'm going to be at Aftershock. So if you find good stuff, you got to text me, brother. All right, will do, will do. I'll probably be there with Norm. Excellent. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on FullyPosablePodcast.com. Head on over to Podbean, where you can go all the way back to episode one and start at January of 2016. That's a long time ago. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to FullyPosableWFP at gmail.com. Scott, we are recording early because you are heading to SummerSlam. Yeah, the wife and I are on a plane tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow would be Wednesday. On a plane at 8.30 out of Oakland. And we'll be landing in Vegas around 10 o'clock. So I don't really have any plans when we land. I think it's just going to be get to the room, relax, hang out. Because both of us are basically going to be working all day. So just chill out, grab a bite to eat. And then Thursday, it's kind of wide open. I think we're hitting a tiki bar at happy hour. Uh, may try to play some top golf. Over Ooh. by the MGM. Yeah, I've never been. And Shannon's actually got a real strong interest in it. So I'm going to call and see if they have any openings. Maybe hit that up after doing a Tiki Bar happy hour. That should be fun. So that's what's going on Thursday. Just kind of chilling out, having a relaxing day. It'll just be the wife and I. And then everybody gets into town on Friday. Oh, I'll also be hitting the SummerSlam store on Thursday. Because I want that zip-up hoodie. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. The front of it, it's the traditional uh, lightweight zip-up hoodie. It says mm-hmm. Sin City SummerSlam on the front. Whoa, that's pretty cool. The right sleeve has a Vegas patch on it, and the left sleeve has all of the suits of uh, the cards and a little star. Nice, dude. Yeah, so that's one I definitely want to pick up. And, of course, I'll be on the lookout for figures, too. But going to hit the SummerSlam store on Thursday as well. Um, everybody gets into town on Friday, all the buddies. So I think we're going to do some drinking that night, and then Saturday is SummerSlam. So I'm, ex- I'm super excited about that. Drunk Wrestling History Meetup immediately after SummerSlam over at the Hazel Cafe. By the way, if you're listening, it's going to be Sunday. Hopefully you were able to make it if you were at SummerSlam, and hopefully you had a great time. Hopefully I didn't get too drunk. Um, <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> but just really looking forward to it. And then Sunday we're doing a whiskey tour at Lost Spirits, where it's kind of like a tasting and a little tour of the facility, so... Looking forward to that, but it's going to be a fun trip. I cannot wait to get to Vegas. You need to hit up, a, what is it, Roadshow Roadshow Toys or something like that? Right outside Vegas? 
Uh, probably not going to be traveling too far off the strip, dude. Oh, dude, just take an Uber. It's not that far. I'm hearing that Ubers are tough to come by in Vegas and they're expensive. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's what Jason Wolf was telling Shan, is that Ubers are kind of tough to come by, and if you get one, they're pricey. I think we're going to be kind of staying close to the hotel. Okay, okay. Well, at least try and get to the German restaurant that I was telling you about. Uh, that is on the list for sure, yes. Nice, nice. Uh, I didn't do any... Well, okay, let me take that back. I did go to three Targets. Unfortunately, I'm still seeing Series 3 of AEW out here. It's funny. Everybody's up to like, I think like series six people are finding. And I'm like, uh, does anybody need Rio? <laughs> Why does AEW slash Jazzwares hate California? Other people are finding them around California series, uh, five series six. So, you know, I'm not seeing anything past three outside of the Bay area. So, well, you know, what's funny is I went to our Walmart and they had approximately 12 basics a John Cena top picks elite uh-huh. and a Scorpio sky. Oh, they had the Scorpio. Yes. And that was oh. the extent of their wrestling figures. Oh, okay. So I haven't even seen any of those. I think that oh. was, ser- I think that was series four. I haven't seen anything past series three, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, wait, were so, you looking for Scorpio? Should I have called you? Um, I don't know, dude. I was debating on them because I really want the tag belts. Right. If I really want the tag belts, why don't I just go on to eBay and purchase the tag belts? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, that is true. I figured you already had them, so I was like, eh, just keep it moving. But all right, yeah. well, now I know you haven't seen anything past Series 3, so I'll definitely be on the lookout. And, you know, we did luck out, Jeff. Uh, GBM hit us up, and he let us know that one of his buddies uh, hit the Bigelow jackpot. So I've got a Bam Bam Bigelow figure on the way to me. Are you excited? Oh, dude, I'm so excited. That was really the only one out of that set I wanted. So I'm really happy that Bam Bam's coming home. And I love that ECW title that comes with them. You didn't want Savage, huh? No, I've got quite a few Savages. It's not that he's turning into like, you know, the Cena or the Roman Reigns of my collection or anything where there's just a plethora of them. But I've got a Savage in that look and I'm good. Really, the only difference is him holding the coffee creamer. So I'm that one is a pass for me. What if you found the variant? Uh, see, and we've kind of had this discussion like variances or variances. Variants don't really do anything for me. I'm I'm really not buying these things to resell them. So it really doesn't do anything for me. The one Rick Rude variant that I got out of, I think it was Elite 77. Yeah, that sounds it, about right. It's just, it, that's who was on the pegs and I wanted Rick Rude. So I just happened to end up with that one. I don't go out of my way to get those. They just, they don't do anything for me. So I, I don't target those at all. If I saw it and I happened to want that figure for my collection, I would pick it up. But if I see it and I didn't really want the figure on the wall, I'm passing. Now, granted, if somebody was on the hunt for it and I knew it, I would pick it up for them because that's fig life. That would be me. Oh, okay. Well, if I spot it, I will definitely grab it for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. I've, the only reason that I really, really want that is because he was wearing that bandana during that promo. Right. So that's the only reason that I want it. I know it sounds weird, but he was wearing that bandana while holding a cup of creamer, cup of coffee for the big time, you know, that type of thing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that they did that. It's very, very cool. And for a lot of people that don't have a Macho Man in their collection, that would be a great one to add. But for those of us that have been collecting Macho Man figures since like 1985... 
<laughs> We've got quite a few in the collection, so it just and plus there's other looks like that Macho Man, not exactly, but kind of like it. So it made it just an easy pass for me. But it is a great looking figure. If I find the variant, I'll pick it up for you, dude. Thank you very much, Scott. We've got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk about a little bit of news. Oh, you gonna learn today? Scott, in the news, Chella Toy showed off their new Tonga Loa retro-styled figure. He will be in his white and gold gear. The renderings were shown off. You can check out Chella Toys on Twitter and see the rendering. It looks really, really cool. Some of my favorite gear that Gorillas of Destiny have ever worn. So, fantastic-looking figures. Also in the news... Junk Shop Dog showed off their Tenru Sofubi figure. Tenru is notorious for facing people like Hogan, facing people like Ric Flair. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of American fans will remember Tenru from his days of facing those guys. So Tenru will be coming in Junk Shop Dog's Sofubi line. What did you think of these two figures, Scott? Very cool looking. Uh, junk Shop Dog basically holding form bringing figures that we haven't seen a lot of here in the States, and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, same here. Tongaloa, I can't wait. I will probably end up getting that one because if it looks as cool as the rendering, I'm all in on that one. And Tenryu, Jeff, was also at WrestleMania 7. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep, one half of the team that took on Demolition and beat them. I remember watching that match like, what the hell? Who are these guys? I wasn't super familiar with Japanese wrestling, of course. And they come in and beat Demolition. I'm like, whoa. That was interesting, and then you never saw them again. Who, Demolition or? <laughs> Either team, really. That was it. Yeah, that was it for Demolition. Yeah, that was so weird how the, they just came in and beat Demolition, and then that was it. It was just like, okay, what was the point of that? Yeah, I was fully expecting them to see, like, or like at least the next couple of Saturdays, you know, book them out for a while. They got a huge, well, at the time, in my estimation, a huge win at WrestleMania. It was an upset, as far as I thought. But yeah, then you never saw him again. I was figuring the next couple Saturdays, we'll see him on TV, get to learn about these guys. Nope. Both teams, poof, gone. Scott, that rounds out the news. Chella and Junk Shop obviously dominating the news. Scott, we're going to hit up WWE Elite Series 23. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Before we jump into Elite Series 23, of course, we want you guys to check out WrestlingFigureDatabase.com where they're updating it constantly with new figures that they find and even little trinkets or desk display figures over there at Wrestling Figure Database. Check it out. They have a bunch of stuff and you can easily get lost on that website. So again, Wrestling Figure Database. Follow along while Scott reads down the list of the figures in Elite Series 23. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what you got for Elite Series 23? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 23 consisted of Antonio Cesaro, who we now know just as Cesaro. He was packaged in his white wrestling gear with the American flag and a U.S. title. Next up, and this becomes a running trend, a flashback figure of JBL. He was in his traditional garb of black trunks, black boots, 
black and white jacket, a towel, and his signature white cowboy hat. Next up, John Cena. And he was wearing his khaki jorts, was packaged with a You Can't See Me navy blue hat and shirt, and some dog tags. Next up, another flashback. The great Randy Savage was in his WrestleMania 8 gear and was packaged with the winged eagle title that he won at that show, and a shirt accessory. Triple H flashback. This was based off of his look when DX invaded WCW on that Monday Night Raw. He's wearing a Polly Pocket style DX shirt and came with a megaphone and helmet accessory. And last but certainly not least, another flashback of The Undertaker. And this would have been him in his quote-unquote purple gear, was packaged with a jacket, a mask, a tie, and a hat, and again was in his featured purple gear. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 23. I think you talked about that Legends Triple H that's coming out here shortly. And you had mentioned that they had already released a Triple H with a megaphone. Well, this is it. You were right, Scott. I had totally forgotten about this. I mean, there's so many Elite series, you might forget a figure here and there. And so many Triple H figures. Seriously. So anyways, when you were referencing the megaphone with Triple H, it was from Elite Series 23. Yes, that was the figure I was thinking of. Solid series. I thought it was really good top to bottom. I loved that they did the four flashback figures in this one, which is almost a telltale of what today's Mattel market is. It seems with all of the flashback figures and the legends, uh, the unlock of the arena, everything is throwback. And this series four of six were flashbacks. I loved it. I love the Savage figure. I love that they went off of WrestleMania eight from his match against Flair Great series. If I had to pick a favorite, oh man, that one's that one's tough. I'm gonna go a tie, Taker and Savage. Okay, yeah, the Taker's really good. It's from his '94 era. Really good figure. I mean, the the I love the mask accessory that they threw in with it. It was such a small accessory, but it was a great accessory to throw in with it. And talk about a figure that goes with the upcoming New Gen Arena that we uh, backed and unlocked. This figure would go perfectly with that set. Yeah, absolutely. JBL was okay. I mean, it was JBL. Cesaro, I actually have autographed. I'm actually looking at it right now. Good looking figure. Uh, They made him really thin. Yeah, the first few Cesaros that came out, his elites and his basics very very thin yeah like he's he's really like cut and muscular like a paul orndorff ljn you know yes exactly and i felt that they used just a little bit thin overall it's a great looking figure good face scan on it i love the accessory of the american flag i thought that was a great touch in the u.s title and even those um what were those armband things that he put around his quads Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah what is that i don't know what that is like did Ahmed Johnson tell him to put that on or something? You know what that might be is like a compression wrap. Like when you don't want to uh, strain your quad. You're a compression wrap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he couldn't leave his little brothers behind. <laughs> You're a compression uh, wrap. Randy Savage was a great looking figure. I do love the WrestleMania 8 look, the gold outfit. I actually have that figure hanging up in the hallway. So when you walk down our hallway... 
you see a bunch of figures at the end of the hallway and that's one of them hanging up because i just love it so much it just captures randy savage from wrestlemania 8 perfectly yeah it's incredible the triple h is really good too i love the accessories great looking figure but really i i can't choose between the savage and the undertaker both were just great looking figures i should mention i got the cesaro in a pink paint pen i should say as well oh nice that really jumps off it looks good it looks good Uh, looking back i wish i would maybe chosen another color but this isn't bad i'm okay with it no i think pink's a good choice on that one dude that really jumps off actually you know what i did make the right call you really did well done i am great (laughs) (laughs) and humble very scott i did pull the ebay listings let's start with cesaro his last sold listing was August 2nd for $25.99. Hmm. Barely above retail. You're barely above retail. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I still don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to you. <laughs> you better. JBL last sold listing on July 29th for $123.99. Wow. Look at JBL getting some love. Raise your hand if you saw that coming. Dude, that's actually a shocker. I would have guessed Taker and Macho Man to be the most expensive out of the set. I'll get to those in a sec. John Cena last sold listing June 15th for $39.99. Randy Savage in the WrestleMania 8 gear with the Winged Eagle title. Last sold listing was August 8th for $70. Damn, less than JBL? Dude, it's $53 less than JBL. Wow. That, okay, that is a shocker. I would have been way off on Everybody Has a Price. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fun game we got to start playing. It really is a fun game we need to start playing. Triple H, DX shirt, megaphone, and helmet. Last sold listing. By the way, there were no carded sold listings on eBay for Triple H, so I had to go by the last complete loose sold listing. The last one was July 19th for $34.36. That's it? For loose. Yep. Wow. Okay. Which Triple H loose with the megaphone and the helmet was more than Antonio Cesaro carded. <laughs> well, nobody knows who Antonio Cesaro is, but we all know who Cesaro <laughs> is. And uh, it's like Big E. Like, who's Big E Langston? We know Big E. <laughs> Anyways. Any relation? Vince has a fetish for just going by first names or last names. Exactly. Undertaker with the purple gear for its 94 look last sold eBay listing was August 16th for 48 bucks. I think that that's a steal. That is such a good Undertaker figure. And I think would go amazing with that new gen arena. I might have to look at that one. Look for it loose, dude. You'll find it for a good price. Yeah. If it's complete, I'm thinking about it. Yep. Good series on this one. We talked about last series being pretty good. This one was amazing. Yeah, Mattel definitely hitting their strides on elites for sure. Two in a row, knocked it out of the park. This one with Cesaro I thought was good. I mean, actually, out of all of them, the worst one is, I hate to say the worst because it's not even that bad, is maybe the Cena? Yeah, that would have been my pick too, but you're right. It's not a, it's not a bad figure at all. It's not even bad. It's a good Cena. But, I mean, in terms of this set... Yeah, it's probably the worst one, if you have to pick a worst. Yeah. Next week, I'm super excited for Elite Series 24 because it has one of my favorite figures of all time in there. Spoiler No spoilers. Alert. No spoilers. Should I tell him who it is, Scott? No. Oh. What about now? 
If you want to, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I don't know what happened in those 20 seconds, but I can tell him now. Okay, yeah, go ahead and tell him now. Scott, we got to get into the Godfather's hat. We haven't played this in a while. Wait, so you're not telling them what the figure is? I gave you permission and... I was going to wait till next week. Oh. Dude, you don't... We got to build up anticipation. Oh, I buckled for nothing then. And then I'm going to tell him in like five seconds and then we just move on from there. <laughs> so it's all about the anticipation, dude. All right. Get out that stinky ass hat. Let's get to sniffing. <laughs> I can't wait to play this game. We haven't played it in a long time. We're going to jump into the Godfather's hat. Scott, we are about to play the Godfather's hat. We haven't done this in a while. So what the Godfather's hat is, is we have a uh, Godfather's hat, I guess you could say. You can't say pimp. <laughs> can't say pimp. Well, no, you can't say pimp. No, you can't say pimp hat. I have to say a Godfather's hat. Yes, it's it's Godfather's hat who happens to be, well, never mind. We have a hat here. Inside is a bunch of wrestling figures. No, they're not actual wrestling figures. They're written down on a piece of paper because that would be too much for the hat. But anyways, I have a bunch of wrestling figures names down on this list. For example, I could say Shawn Michaels Remco. And what Scott will do is he will go in and he will talk about this figure. We do not know which name the Godfather's hat is going to produce. It's going to just kick up in the air and it's going to spit out a name. So Scott, if you are ready to play Godfather's hat. I am ready to play Godfather's hat. And if you were to say uh, Shawn Michaels Remco, I would say I got him for seven bucks. Of course you would. You know, Rock at one point only had seven dollars in his wallet. I wonder what would have happened if he had just bought a Shawn Michaels Remco instead of buying whatever it was that he bought that made him the megastar he is today. <laughs> mega star. Let's just say star, n- not mega. Or I should say future president. According to his TV show, yes. Mark my words, dude. I'm telling you, if Reagan did it, the Rock will have no problem. Back to the Godfather's hat. It is being shuffled. And Scott, the very first name that has been spat out from the Godfather's hat is the Four Horsemen Mattel 4-Pack. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't even know what that thing is going for these days. Whatever it's worth, and you don't have it in your collection, you should go buy it. The only thing that really, in my mind, hurts that set... Well, of course, let's get to who's in it. You get Flair. You get Arn. You get Tully. You get Barry Windham. The one drawback, I would say, is the lack of accessories. They are elite-style figures, but no robes. Most importantly, no titles. If there was one thing that the horsemen were known for... Beside the notches on their bedpost, it was the titles (laughs) that they won, right? The horsemen were all about dripping with gold. You would think by putting elite style figures into the package. Now, look, I don't know costs associated. That's not my job. My job is to critique, right? Because that's what this segment is kind of about. We praise, we critique. The critique I would say is titles should have been included if budget permitted we should have gotten a robe on Flair. We should have gotten Brainbusters jackets or just jackets for Tully and Arn. And while we did get a vest with Wyndham, that is the only accessory included in this box. 
So, okay, we didn't get zero accessories. We got a vest on Wyndham. Correct. It, there could have been more, right? Flair was known for his robes, the Brainbusters, or Tully and Arn, whatever you want to call them. They always had their jackets on, but the Four Horsemen always had gold. You could have put the tag titles with Arn and Tully, world title with Flair, obviously, U.S. title with Wyndham. And I think that that would have made this actually a perfect set. And it sucks that they didn't go that route, but you're still in this set if you don't have it and you're going to go buy it. You are still getting four amazing looking figures. I love that flair. I love the Tully. I love the Arn. The Wyndham is great. I would go out of my way to go put this set in your collection, especially since if you hit the right convention or conventions, you can get this signed by all four people, as Jeff, I believe you do. I do have a sign. Thank you, Travis Fowler, for taking it. I had to ship it to Travis, and he had to ship it back to me, but Travis was able to get Arn Anderson, which I still have never met Arn Anderson. So the fact that Travis did that for me, I'm indebted to him. I can't thank him enough for doing that. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. Your OCD really starts to kick in when you've got an incomplete autograph set on the wall. Big time. Or on the shelf, wherever you put your box set. It's so frustrating. I've still got a Tyson Kidd and D.H. Smith battle pack up on the wall signed by D.H. Smith. It's killing me that I don't have Tyson Kidd on that. I've also got a Christian and Trish Jax two-pack signed by Christian. Because when I met Christian at the Cow Palace back in 07 at that debacle that I think it was called WrestleFest or something, at that crap show... I had Christian sign that two-pack because it was the only Christian in my collection at the time. I did take Sean's Toy Biz figure. Had I had one of those, I would have gotten it signed for myself. But I took Sean's and then I took the two-pack with Trish because that was the only uh, Christian figure I had and got both of those signed. So I've still got that up on the wall with only Christian's signature. I couldn't afford to get two Trish signatures back in NOLA in 2018 when Shannon and I met her. So we got Shannon's Raw figure signed still have that incomplete two-pack hanging up on the wall. So I'm really happy that you got this one complete. The Four Horsemen are legendary, but the the one detraction is the lack of accessories minus Wyndham's vest. But even if they could have just put titles with it, I think that that would have made a big difference. But even with all that said, great four-pack, legendary. I can't see us getting any more of these in the future. They didn't sell well because they did the Heenan family. And they also did that WCW set that had Hall, Nash, Zabisco, and Guerrero. And those warmed pegs for a long time. Or I should say warmed shelves for a long time. I think they were like 50 bucks when they dropped. And then they started going on clearance. I got the Heenan family set, I want to say for like 17, 16 or $17 at Target. And I've actually still got that one in the box. I ended up with two horseman sets, Jeff, one of which I opened, one of which I kept in the box, and it just it looks so good. And again, I don't think we're going to see many more of these in the future. We're lucky to get two packs of elites. I really don't think that we're going to get any more four packs just because they didn't do well when they released them. But who knows what crowdfunding holds? I mean, everything is on the table, right? But could you imagine a four horseman set? This one was great, but one with robes jackets and titles that would completely level this thing up so i do have to play devil's advocate scott 
the reason that they don't have titles in there, I mean, yeah, you could throw the big gold in with Flair, but you have to be era specific. And that was NWA years. So they don't have the rights to do the NWA tag titles. They don't have the rights to do the design of the U.S. title. That Magnum held, Nikita held, Barry held. They don't have the rights to do those designs. So I see what you're saying. Okay. That's a valid point. You have to be era specific if you are going to do something like that. So, yeah. I mean, it would it would look a little funky if Flair had the big gold, Arn and Tully had the WWF tag titles like their original Elite Leg- Matty Collector figures did, and then Barry had the older U.S. title that um, guys held in the late 90s. It would look a little weird because it wouldn't be era specific. Totally makes sense. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Thank you for playing devil's advocate. That's a great counterpoint. And I completely agree. So in that case, if you're going to take out titles, would have been great to have some jackets and Flair's robe. But at the end of it, that's a small gripe because we were given all four horsemen and outside of Toy Biz doing it, that just didn't happen, right? We never got all four horsemen in one box set like this. And many people, myself included, would consider this version of the four horsemen the best ever so the fact that mattel gave us this version kudos to mattel so for the record jeff flair and Wyndham are in black trunks Wyndham has the vest on arn is in white trunks and tully is in red trunks and again great looking set looks even better when you've got all four signatures on there that's a great piece to add to your collection if you have the chance to do it all right, Scott, the Godfather's hat is beginning to gyrate, <laughs> pulsate. Throw a dollar at it. Make it stop. Hopefully it doesn't eject. Okay, Scott, the next name. <laughs> what? It's squirting everywhere. What's it doing? I think it just uh, wants to take a nap now. So let's see what the last name is that it spit out. Another Mattel. Bam Bam Bigelow, then, now, and forever. Oh man, I love that figure. I And you know what? I'm trying to be era specific in the loose figures that I'm putting together to put into the WrestleMania 2 caged ring that you got me a few Christmases ago, Jeff, which by the way is sitting to my immediate right. Does not have any Mark. figures in it. Mark. I'm so happy you brought that button back. Where did this come from? Godfather's hat just spit this out too. <laughs> Look at this blast from the past gem of an item. The Godfather's hat, I mean, spit into your hand. Yay, Godfather's hat. (laughs) I don't know where that just came from. It just walked up and started spitting. (laughs) I wouldn't touch it unless you're you're got all your shots up to date. This MF are spitting. You said that in the best possible way, dude. You sounded like a dad. Oh man. Reciting a meme. Oh anyways, bam bam big <laughs> This MF or spittin'. Well done, dude. Oh man. Okay, bam bam bigelow, then now and forever. So if it wasn't for the new Legends figure, which, by the way, is way cheaper than trying to go back and get that Then Now Forever Bam Bam, the TNF Bam Bam is the one that I would want in my loose collection. I do have that Bam Bam hanging on the wall, the TNF one. I am not opening 
that Bam Bam figure to display him in the loose figures. Not happening. The Bam Bam Legends will do just fine. But if you picture Bam Bam from his late 80s run, it had been like 87 to say like 88. If you picture that Bam Bam in your head, that is exactly what Mattel put out to us back in 2017, Jeff, I believe. Uh, 2017? Yeah, I think you're right with 20, 2016, 2017? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yes, I'm not the greatest with years, but amazing looking figure. The outfit, the black with the yellow and red flames on it, perfectly done. The face, perfectly sculpted. It looks dead on Bam Bam. The tattoos on the head, perfectly done. No accessories, none needed. The figure itself is perfect. I can't, if I'm going to recommend one Bam Bam figure to people and you're kind of on a budget and can't do the LJN Bam Bam, this is the one I'm recommending. Toy Biz has done Bam Bam. Jax has done them. Mattel has done them. He's been done by a few manufacturers, Hasbro as well. I love the LJN one. That one's probably my favorite, but a lot of people can't afford that Bam Bam, even loose in decent condition. This one loose, I think you can get it for around maybe 60 bucks, 50 or 60, somewhere in there. Totally worth it, especially if you're looking to complete like an 80s WWF roster. This is the perfect Bam Bam to add to your collection. So my only critique on this Bam Bam is the face is good. It's okay. It's funny. We say that about this Bam Bam, but we love the snarl and everything on the Bam Bam of the LJN. Yes. It added so much character to that figure. This one was good. Um, It had a different expression to it, but overall it's a good figure. And like you said, it captured that 87, 88 Bam Bam look perfectly. This is definitely up there as one of my favorite Bam Bams. It's not my favorite Bam Bam Bigelow figure. Which one is your favorite? I would probably have to say the LJN is. Yeah, agree. And it's nostalgia. I mean, it's just bottom line, it's nostalgia. Is it though? That Bam Bam LJN is damn near perfect, dude. For an LJN, so good. Well, no, it's nostalgia because I remember getting it and just cracking it open and playing with that figure forever. I mean, when I booked the cards, it was Bam Bam was facing... Uh, Bundy or Bam Bam was in a squash SD Jones or whatever it was. Bam Bam was always on my car, dude. I always had him wrestling the big guys. Like Andre? Andre, Stud, Bundy, Gang. Yeah. And I think I put a few titles on him too. I don't think he ever held the tag, but I'm pretty sure he was my IC champion for a decent run. But I never turned him heel. He was always a face in mine. So he would never beat up SD Jones. The LJN Bam Bam is definitely my favorite. Second... Second, I would have to say, is probably this new one with the ECW title. Now, granted, I I'm, and I don't mean this in a bad way, the memories of Bam Bam being in ECW was cool, but it didn't really hit me like the 80s did. Maybe that's because I'm an 80s kid. But the way this figure looks is fantastic with him holding up the ECW title, and it's awesome looking. I love the way this new Bam Bam looks. It's just fantastic. The gray and black outfit... I mean, it goes against the traditional flames that we usually get. But that was his ECW outfit. It was. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, dude, this was such a good figure, man. I love this Bam Bam that just came out. If it wasn't for the LJN, I would probably put this one up there as 
probably number two. The Jack's Classic was good as well. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like the fat body on it. I It was grossly fat. Good point. Good point. I still dug it because we hadn't had Bam Bam figures since Hasbro. Oh, wait. No. Since Toy Biz. Since Toy Biz. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, okay. That was still a long time. So we went a long time without getting Bam Bam figures. So when the Jack's Classic came out, it was like, ah, oh, yes, this just feels right. Yeah, but now that he's been done by Mattel, you're like, oh, he doesn't need to look disgustingly fat because he wasn't. And we've, <laughs> we've had that conversation. You know, they're putting cookie sheets with the fat guys. Come on, man. I still remember when Jordan Cassatt sent me uh, a meme. It was if Jack still had the line and they were showing like all the Kevin Owens and the guy, <laughs> the bigger the bigger wrestlers with the Jack style bodies. I was like, that's just wrong. But <laughs> that's what Jacks did. You know, they they made guys grotesquely obese. Like, go back and look at the Vader. Go back and look at the Earthquake. Go back and look at the Typhoon. I mean, they were just grotesquely obese. Uh, yeah, it, not well done, especially now, like I said, that we've seen what Mattel can do with the obese guys. It's way more flattering, I guess you could say. Packaging-wise, I would agree with you, Jeff, that the new Legends figure trumps the TNF. But figure quality-wise, I love that TNF Bigelow. It's one of my favorite Bigelows ever done. It's I'm with you. That one is my number two. And... LJN would be number one. I think nostalgia does play a part in that one, Jeff, but going back and looking at that Bigelow again, I just, I love that Bigelow figure so much. And you look at the pose and you're like, well, that pose kind of sucks. What can you do with that? You can do his finishing move with that because he would slingshot himself. And that pose is perfect for grabbing the top rope, pulling him back and slingshotting into the ring. When you can do a finishing move with an LJN, that is points. That is bonus points. So for me, LJN tops, but this TNF Bigelow, a very close second. And if I could afford a loose one, would be going in with my loose collection when I fill up that cage ring. Good point. Good point on that. All right, Scott, the Godfather's hat actually just gave me cab fare, and it's going to sleep. (laughs) Beat it. (laughs) Kick rocks, hon. Like my single days, I guess I got to get out. (laughs) I'm just a gigolo (laughs) everywhere I go. And that also closes out the show. We want you to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com over there. You can check out the carded loose prices of LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendoms, Retro's Defining Moments, if you are in the hunt for any of those figures. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com where they update their prices Every three months, I th- believe it is. They check, they update the prices uh, to reflect what's going on on eBay. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, all these podcasts can be found on iTunes. And we want you guys to listen to all of them. We got Breaker and Bane, of course. They always kick it off. We've got TB Toycast with Travis and Breaker. I know this is kind of old. They've probably already done another one, but they did the Viewmaster as the last one. I, that was a great listen. Thank you guys for bringing back memories of the Viewmaster. Always had fun with those. I Did they have multiple Viewmasters, Scott? Oh, yeah. They had different ones. Yeah, they had the initial one that came out, and then, of course, they have to change it up and you know give kids some new looks when they're going to the toy store. Hey, new Viewmaster. It's not your same old. But, yeah, they did have different ones over the years. I, I always liked the big boxy red one. That one was just my favorite. That was the original. Tried and true. And also Breaker does, you know it's fake, right? 
So you can find all of those on iTunes. Just do searches. Doingthefavor.com has SKUs and UPCs over at that website that links up to Pops Finder and BrickSeek. Also, while you're there, just kick on their show and kick back and enjoy and listen to Barry and Eric talk wrestling, talk wrestling figures, and they also do a sports show. Now that football season's starting up, they'll probably be talking more football. So doingthefavor.com is your one-stop shop for everything doing the favor. PPW Podcast. Scott, guess what show they just did? Hmm. The Wrestling Classic. Close. No, they did Super Tape. Oh, dude, I was close. You were you were actually really close, dude. I was in the ballpark, as they say. Super Tape had Hogan and Beefcake against Macho King and Zeus in a cage. Ah, uh, yes, from uh, No Holds Barred, the movie The Match. They also had a spotlight on the Bushwhackers. Oh, excellent. Is that the one where Mean Gene's hanging out with them and they're eating chicken off of a oil can or something like that? Uh, uh, yes, very good. Dude. Uh, or was it a buzzard? Oh, maybe it was a buzzard. Yes, but it, they were like eating wings of some type, I remember. Yes, very good, dude. Very good. Yeah, I know my 80s wrestling, dude. Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Understatement of the year on that one, but yes. <laughs> Yes, they were eating buzzards and stuff like that. So anyways, uh, that was also a fun show. They also asked the question, what was always your go-to match for doing Hasbros? And Scott and I have talked about this. We kind of didn't play with our Hasbros. We more displayed them. But for our LJNs, at least for me, my go-to match was always British Bulldogs versus Heart Foundation. Ooh. Um, You know, Powers of Demolition always were kind of at the top of my tag team scene. And they would usually do battle with the Heart Foundation or the Bulldogs. Well done. Well done. So again, check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, our good friends Marco, Seth, and Sheena are doing a fun show over at the Chick Foley Show. Also, check out their Facebook group over on, well, Chick Foley Show on Facebook. And it's a fun Facebook group where people are posting figures that they're selling cost plus shipping over there. Justin, we missed your question this this week. That's all right, man. But you can always check out Justin over at Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about AIW wrestling. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Rucker was calling you out about Charlie Caruso, Scott. (laughs) Wait, as in we're going to have to battle or what? You guys might have to do a sword fight. (laughs) Like like Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. (laughs) (laughs) Just never cross the streams. You can, okay, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, you never want to cross the streams. Yeah, COVID. But Rucker, she's all yours, buddy. What? Yeah, you know, I'm married. That ship has sailed. I'm an old man, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, Scott, no ship has sailed. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Whenever you get to Vegas, no ship has sailed. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is strong. (laughs) Check out Boot to the Face with Rucker and Marty. Rucker also just interviewed Victoria Scott. Oh, congrats, sir. That is awesome. A legend in women's wrestling. Absolutely. Or a legend in wrestling in general. Not just women's wrestling, a legend in wrestling. Absolutely. And also check out Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair. Scott, drunk wrestling history. What you got? Yes, we will be in Vegas. Well, technically... Last night, we were in Vegas, 
partying hard. Hopefully you were able to stop by Mandalay Bay and hang out with us. If not, no problem. Check us out on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. The latest episode that dropped this past Friday was November to Remember 97, which, Jeff, was headlined by Shane Douglas facing Bam Bam Bigelow for the ECW heavyweight title. So very, very recent with the legends Bam Bam Bigelow being on a lot of pegs at your local Target right now. That was our review show. We had a great time doing it. Again, wrestling underscore drunk on Twitter. Because we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. So was that before or after the triple threat? Uh, so what had happened, and I'll just do this really quickly, is there was the triple threat, which was Candido, Bigelow, and Shane Douglas. Rick Rude was kind of having a little feud with Shane Douglas, and he recommended that Bam Bam face Shane Douglas for the title. And Shane was like, no, there's no way Bigelow's going to do that. Well, Bigelow did that, and he beat Shane Douglas for the title. Shane Douglas beat, spoiler alert, Bam Bam Bigelow at November to Remember 97, and took the heavyweight title back, and shortly thereafter, Bam Bam Bigelow went back into the triple threat and ended up feuding with Taz. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it was triple threat happened, Bigelow broke off, beat Shane Douglas, then lost to Shane Douglas, then went back into the triple threat. Gotcha, gotcha. Good times in ECW, man. It was a great era. It was just chaos. It was awesome. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to start off with the man that I might be seeing in Vegas, actually, uh, within the next few days. The great Jason Wolf. You can check out his website at Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. That's DoyleDraws.com. Get in touch with the man himself. Commission some artwork. Check out all of the cool stuff. On his page, you will not be disappointed. Again, that's DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. And Scott, that rounds out the show. I will be seeing you tomorrow night as I drive you over to the airport. Yes, one of my last sober moments. Uh, Is your liver going to be taking a hit? Like literally as soon as I get to the airport. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I think we're just going to grab a little bit of food at the airport and then immediately start with the drinking. That's the way to do it, dude. It's Vegas, man. It's Ve- The wife and I haven't been away on a trip in forever, as I'm sure a lot of couples have not. So we're just going to relish this one. And of course, we're going to get there. We're going to be safe. We're going to keep our distances and wear our masks. You know, there is a mask man- mandate there right now. But it's going to be a blast, dude. I'm just excited to get back out amongst the people. And most importantly, get back to live wrestling. I have missed it so much. And I- dude... Not going to say I'm going to get emotional at SummerSlam for live wrestling again, but I will never, ever take it for granted. And I'm just so excited to see it again. Can't wait for Saturday for SummerSlam. Can't wait to have some time away with friends, with the wife. I wish you were going, dude. That is like the one piece, much like accessories or jackets or robes in the Four Horsemen Mattel set. (laughs) That's what's missing from that. You're what's missing from this trip. I wish you could go but you'll be there in spirit. If I get some fully posable listeners at the Drunk Wrestling History Meetup, I will certainly FaceTime you. So if you see a FaceTime Saturday night, and it's me, rest assured, I'm either drunk dialing you or I've got a listener with me. Oh, dude, I hope I get a drunk dial from you. 
All right. Well, guess what's going to happen on Saturday after SummerSlam, dude? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can't <laughs> As wait. I'm, I'm hanging out with Roman Reigns. What? <laughs> like, hey, dude, you're at the top of your game right now. Oh, God. Nobody can touch you. Okay, this you're... is this is making me glad I'm not going to Vegas right now. <laughs> You'd be so embarrassed. Oh, God. The, Xavier Woods was bad enough, dude. I think but... I can only handle that once in my life. <laughs> All right, Roman, I got to know, dude. Are you an LJN, a Hasbro, <laughs> or a Toy Biz guy? What's your answer? And then I'll let all of you know next week if I remember. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thank you. So, Scott, for episode 292, anything else? As I will be doing in Vegas, stay safe, stay healthy, stay six feet apart. Fig Lessons 2016, and happy toy hunting. And I will say it again, please get yourself vaccinated, please, please. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 292. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.